All right. Welcome to another episode of Midlife Arises. I'm here with my friend Sharon. She'll introduce herself here. And I am Vanessa. Sharon, introduce yourself. Hey, Vanessa. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Sharon. Really hoping that our listeners are starting to follow us on Spotify or Apple or wherever else you may want to listen to your podcasts. Um, hearing from you, seeing your comments means a lot to us and helps let us know if we're going in the right direction or not. So, Vanessa, tonight's conversation, we're going to kind of pick up where my, my last two blogs left off and talk about synchronicity. It's an interesting wondering what yeah, it's oh, go ahead. <laughs> let's, let's sync up, right? Let's sync up here. Yeah, let's sync up. <laughs> what did you want to say? Well, I was just I was looking up, so I, I gave the definition in the blog that synchronicity is an attempt to come up with an explanation for the occurrence of highly improbable coincidences between events where there's no causal link. And then I looked up a little bit more, and... Uh, from the LiveScience.com website, they're saying that Carl Jung's concept of synchronicity, they say is complicated and poorly defined, but can be boiled down to describing meaningful coincidences, mm. which seems a little bit different than what the original one is. But I, I, I think they are meaningful coincidences. They're improbable, and they're not related to each other but they still have meaning. What do you think? I would take it a bit further. When I think okay. of synchronicity, if you are living in the present, if you're living in awareness, then things don't just happen. Opportunities present themselves and it's up to you as to whether they sync. Mm -hmm. Action and opportunity is the perfect ingredients to provide a moment for synchronicity. That kind of goes along with what Julia Cameron says, where, you know, with synchronicity, you know, you make it happen and that it just opens up the universe to have more of that happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, a, yeah, exactly. It's like opening up the door. Yeah. Right? Say, okay, well, I mean, here's a great example. I, a few years ago, we went to Bali and it was the first trip that I had ever not planned for mm -hmm. and we decided other than you know booking a flight and a place to stay and having every four or five days somewhere to land like in mm -hmm. a in a place we did not book anything and it was probably well not probably it was a trip of a lifetime it was the best trip that i've ever been on and really we did it in it was interesting because we would put out there, oh, I, you know, I said I would love to spend a day or spend some time with elephants. I would love to spend some time with monkeys, hanging around the monkeys. Um, we definitely have to go to some waterfalls because they're incredible there. Yeah. And then the rest of the time, other than the temples, uh, the rest of the time, I just want to see what comes up that day. Mm-hmm. And our whole trip was um, awareness, opportunity presents itself. So mm -hmm. for example, we're, we go to the temple and there is a conversation and um, a discussion going around, around um, 
the the Tibetan dances mm-hmm. and, you know, watching something like that. And so, oh, that would be interesting to go to. So we get in the taxi. We are on our way back to our Airbnb and we decide the the traffic blocks the roads as to our as to where our Airbnb is. Uh-huh. So we decide to just get out of the taxi and walk back. Mm-hmm. And we go probably about half a block and they are selling tickets for that night to a, a temple where they're doing the traditional um, Tibetan dances. Oh, really? Yeah. You stop, you know, yeah. you, you action, recognize yeah. awareness, and then take action to it, right? And yeah. The whole thing was like that, you know, like we, we look around and, and, we decide that we want to do an elephant thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, we find a guy who says, Oh, well, the best place to go is this orphanage for elephants. Yeah. They're on the Island, right. For these pygmy elephants. And, um, you know, it's, it's curl free. It's a great place to go. And, uh, yeah, I just happen to know someone who can take you. Wow. You know? Yeah. And the whole trip was like that. It was just, it was freaking amazing. You know, for even on the beach, like you know, finding, finding, uh, you know, interesting women to talk to there who were actually, uh, they were the shop owners and, you know, uh, getting them to, you know, share their experiences and stuff with us. And all of a sudden, you know, we're, we're getting one of them to teach us how to traditionally cook, spent the whole mm-hmm. day with her cooking. Yeah. And then her, um, her husband actually does, um, excursions and took us out, uh, to go uh, watch the dolphins eat the plankton. Oh, wow. And then from there, took us over and snorkeled and you know, did a whole bunch of stuff with them. So the whole trip was like that. It was just crazy. Do you find that opportunities like that present themselves when you're with people that are, how do I say it, like just open to listening to the universe as opposed to people that are more closed off? Because, yeah. Yeah. Because I, I know when I was traveling with my ex, he's not into any of it. I mean, you know, prove to me that the universe speaks to you. Prove to me there's a God. Prove to me, prove to me, prove to me. And so everything we did was planned and everything we did, you know, mm-hmm. there's none of that. I've got two vacations coming up with someone very different who is very much aligned with the way we think. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of just makes me wonder what it's going to be because we're the same way, you know, Mexico's coming up in two weeks. We haven't booked anything other than the vacation package. We kind of know we want to go shopping on the fifth Avenue and, and play Del Carmen. We kind of know we might like to do a, a pyramid tour. We kind of know we might want to go to a cenote, mm. but nothing, you know, before I would have had everything booked. I would have had the shuttle from the, you know, now it's just like, we're just going to get there. And yes see see where the wind takes us mm-hmm. those are and the I best think, vacations yeah i think it's gonna be a totally different experience yeah uh, it's uh it's it's very interesting well you've got to recognize i'm a firm believer in you know if, if you do travel with people that are very open-minded um you know we had a when we went to spain and we went to morocco um i was with you know the my niece who usually travels with me and, and her friend who usually travels with me. And then, you know, the rest of our group and we kind of split off and 
the adventures were quite different as to those that were very planned out mm-hmm. to, um, you know, us three yahoos that ended up in the desert yeah. <laughs> in Morocco, <laughs> hanging yeah. out with the camels, you know, yeah. <laughs> and the rest of my family just thought I was whacked, right? <laughs> you're doing what? You're going to, you know, you're going to, you're going to escape and you're going to, you know, fly over to Morocco from Barcelona and, and just wing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's so cool. I think, you know, I think there is something interesting that we're going to be looked after, you know, again, and this Julia Cameron, her, her, her saying is leap. There's going to be a net. Hmm. Yeah. You know, if you have faith in the universe or whatever you call it, go ahead and take the risk. That's that's how you find you know your your path, your creativity, yeah. the you know, the, the greater calling that, that's out there for us, create your own meaning kind of thing. Well, there's a lot to be said in like one of the things I thought it was really interesting in um one of the things that was quoted in, in my last class that I was in was, uh, you know, truth is approached by degrees. We have first to know the truth about ourselves and we have to learn what we've covered up with our fears. So mm. if you, you, you talk about leap, right? And people always ask me, well, why are you doing that? Why, why, why did you go climb a mountain? Why did you go, you know, hang out with the camels, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I've always said, why not? Yeah. And fear, you know, I mean, those expectations appearing real, right? You know, are really false. And if you don't live on that path of rebalancing to reset your, what makes you afraid, Mm -hmm. I think you have to reset that all the time. And if you don't, I don't believe you live your best self. I don't. I don't believe you can. I, I would agree. I would agree. I think if you know this last year has taught me anything, it's to stop trying to control so much. Mm. Mm. You know, and, and yeah. look, look for the opportunities of synchronicity. Look where these coincidences are starting to happen. And and you know, like I said in, in my, my last two posts, everything is all happening at once again. So I don't, I don't sit back and question like, oh my God, what's going on? Why is this happening? It's more like a, huh, what's going on now? Yeah. And trying to you know, seek the answer and figure it out and analyze it, which is where my brain normally goes. Yeah. It's learning just, okay, well, let's just sit back and observe. Yeah. Be because whatever I'm supposed to see happen. or learn, yeah, it, it'll, it'll present itself. How does that I feel? Just, what's that? How does that feel? It's it, well, you know me. That's a big shift for me to to sit back and be patient. And, and I mean, sometimes I, I still do want it to hurry up and show me, hmm. but uh, not not this time. Now it's like okay, um, you know, like like I said, starting starting to work through this process in that you know the artist's way book, and then you know well, at the same time I'm working through a different process with my psychologist. And, you know, these different things are coming up and, you know, processing and different opportunities are presenting themselves. And I'm just like, okay, I, I really feel again, like I'm on the cusp of something that's supposed to happen. Mm. And I don't know what, 
the end state of that is. And, and part of me thinks, you know, when I, I, I reflect, because I reflect on it a little bit, I live too, way too much in my head. But I think the last piece of that puzzle was rehoming my dog. Because that was my last total responsibility from my previous life. And, and I, I, you know, I've talked to different friends. I've even got the urge to sell my car, which is stupid because it's a perfectly working car that's 15 years old with you know, comparatively low mileage. It's, it's a good brand. It'll last me forever. But it's still that link to the previous life. Isn't that interesting? You know, it's so I, you know, I've been kind of... Opening doors, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, and, and opening doors, and they're just my doors this time. Mm-hmm. There's nobody else I need to consider. You know, is there is there a spouse? Is my my kid is, you know, just about launched from from his house, and and uh, this is the first time in my life that I can do this just for me. So I went initially from living with my parents to living with my first husband, mm-hmm. and then I was on my own for a couple of years. You know, and then between marriages, I've been on my own. But I've never really had that, it's all about Sharon. And it can be all about Sharon, and that's perfectly okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I have never, I went, well, I've never lived on my own, which is interesting, right? I mean, I've gone from parents to living with sisters to living with a husband. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah, and that's something that. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember last year too. I mean, synchronicity was happening for you when before you went to the ashram, and you were kind of getting all of these signs. You know, the, what you were seeing outside on your walks, and what you were feeling internally, and. That's what I mean by. You know. It's almost like you're preparing the energy or the universe. You're preparing the space around you in which to receive yeah what's going to happen next i i do believe you have to clear the energy you have to clear the channels you have to clear out yeah what's taking up the space for you to recognize the opportunities that are there right yeah if you don't if you fill your space or you fill your you know your itinerary with with something then something's got to give you know, it yeah. doesn't give you that opportunity to recognize when something else comes along or a, a better opportunity or um, maybe something that it's a better fit or something yeah. that has never been a fit before, but you've never given it a chance to, to try. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think for me, I was just, while you were talking, I was, I was thinking, I'm sorry for not active listening. I was listening. <laughs> um, what, what for me in my life has been the biggest indicator of synchronicity. And I, cause I was going to ask you the same thing. And for me, it's, it was the way I got my son because when you think of all the seemingly unrelated events, so my friends who happened to be my doctor at the time, you know, had to move from South Africa. They moved from South Africa to England and they were in England. They decided, hmm, where do we want to raise children? Not here, not at home. Let's go to Canada. So they ended up in small town Saskatchewan, Canada. Great. Um, I, at the time, was going to a different doctor. It was in July. I remember distinctly. My allergies were acting up like crazy. My doctor was away. I thought, oh, I'm going to go find and try out the new guy in town. 
I go try it, the new guy in town. That's great. We hit it off. We end up, um, you know, becoming really close friends. And it was through him. He had a patient come on one day and say, I don't know, I suppose you know someone who's looking to adopt. My best friend wants to place her baby. And she doesn't want to go through the system. And so he sat on it and sat on it, sat on it. Finally, told us about this. We said, yes, please, you have our permission. Please give her our phone number. And that was, I want to make it clear, that was his only involvement. He gave our phone number to this other patient with our permission because he was actually at one point accused of baby brokering by the College of Physician and Surgeons. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I mean, they, nothing came of it because he wasn't. But he just, with our permission, gave our phone number to this woman. We met her and we met the birth mom. And I, I was at his birth. That's how I got my son. Wow. All these seeming, you know, these random events all had to happen for this thing, you know, and it's been one of, well, probably the greatest thing in my life is raising this kid. Random. Yeah. So, uh, what, what's what's the most random sure. thing for you? Well, I don't think they're random. I really don't. No. I think you do an action that triggers a reaction. You're like the what is it the chaos theory with the butterfly? The butterfly flaps its wings and on the other side of the world and causes something on this side. No, I, I believe it starts with you. I believe that you okay. act in a certain way or do a certain thing. You know. I mean, for me, it was, I have a feeling about, even like van life, talking about van life, right? Yeah. I've had a feeling in like four or five years, uh, curiosity about this nomad existence and, you know, uh, becoming a minimalist and getting rid of as much as you possibly can. And then just living in a, in a travel mode or just, you know, exploring yeah. the world. And once you have that curiosity and then you take action, you start looking for a van and then you don't find one for two years. And then all of a sudden one pops up. Mm -hmm. If you weren't looking, that's the act. If you weren't looking. Yeah. Right. If you didn't go to the doctor, then would the universe found another way? Maybe. Maybe. Or you yeah. would have maybe had a different experience. Yeah. Maybe it's you that triggers the synchronicity. Okay, interesting. Interesting. You have to be at the right place at the right time doing the right thing in order for it to be a recognizable opportunity. Oh, I agree with that, yeah. Now, how does that all connect up? I think that's the, the meaning of life. That's the magic moment, right? I was going to say, that's the magic right there is when you sit back and look at it. In, in that book by Daniel Pink, he gives the example of, of synchronicity being, and I forget the name of them, but they're, they're men in India who go around collecting lunches from all the wives on, on their bikes, and they might, you know, 40, 50 lunches, and their sole job is to get that lunch to the right husband downtown at the right time, um, and then within an hour, go and pick up all of the containers and take them back to the wife. They don't use cell phones. They don't use GPS. They don't, you know, they have a system of marking. So every guy goes out and collects his, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 lunches. They meet together, they sort, and then they have to get on the train. And everything is, it just clicks. There, there's really no one saying, hey, you have to do this. Um, it's just the way they've 
synchronize their work to work together and and it's just kind of fascinating and then they talk about you know in like a choir you, you have all of these individual voices that come together but you have the one person that that's yeah. sort of the ringmaster really it's uh it's getting into the rhythm the vibration and being yeah. able to sync up being able to find the frequency yeah stay in the flow with everybody yeah. else and everything else the energy the universe whatever you want to call it yeah being able to stay and ride the wave right ride the wave yeah. and then be able to tweak or, or change directions based on what you stop to look at or based on what you know what opportunities you recognize yeah it's really it's, it's a fascinating topic when you start mm -hmm. stopping to think about it it is really yeah huh. because in my mind nothing nothing happens by coincidence i mean things happen for a reason so when you have all of these seemingly random things happening they're not really all that random you know, if they may look random, they may seem random, but they're all to get you to the to the end goal. Well, and I believe, I believe also that um, you know, if you're not going down the right path, I, I I've heard it quoted somewhere that um, you know the universe is waiting for you to do the right thing, you mm -hmm. know, and then when it does, stuff seems so effortless. Mm -hmm when you're not doing, you know, what you should be doing or acting or thinking or, you know, having the behaviors that you should or the awareness, then things seem a lot harder. Yeah. I would, I would agree with that too. Life doesn't seem to be in that riding that wave. It doesn't seem to be in that rhythm or that vibration that, um, yeah. you know, just makes your body, you know, at yeah. peace everything seems rigid everything seems forced mm -hmm. well that was my last marriage everything was rigid and forced we were never on the same frequency yeah ever which and it's ironic that we're talking about this because this is actually my ninth anniversary today for that man hmm. well, we're not, Happy we're not anniversary <laughs> <laughs> i was kind of hoping he'd serve me with divorce papers today but that hasn't happened yet um <laughs> But I know, I know what you're saying when it's, it's just so much work and effort and it drains you. Yeah. Whereas now with, with Martin, we've often talked about how easy it is, you know, and it, for the longest time, it, it seemed too good to be true because I'm so used to working at a relationship yeah. and, and working and, and, and there was a lot of head butting and, you know, it was just, it wasn't comfortable. And, and this one is just so warm and comforting and easy. Like there's just, you kind know. Kind of the point, isn't it? Really, I mean, to have a partner who makes you feel comfortable. Yeah. Makes, yeah, makes you so. feel like you have some, you know, another another soul in life that uh, syncs up with you or, or yeah. helps you to find. Uh, so it's too bad it took me three to find the one I sync with, but you know, at least I finally got there. And, and, and who's to say he's the last one? I mean, right. I don't know. But the thing with it is, is that um, when we're talking about rebalance, right? Yeah. Your level of understanding and awareness has to be at a certain point mm -hmm. before you recognize the next marker. Yeah. That marker is never going to appear 
unless everything is aligned and you are ready yeah. to act at the next marker, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. You can go through life and, and do the same thing over and over and over again and never get to the next marker. You're right. You're right. Which in a lot of ways, I mean, you know, in yogic beliefs, I mean, they, they believe in past lives. They believe in, in doing things over and over and, and over again. Um, recognizing there there is a, I can't remember what they call it, but there is a, uh, there's a practice that mm-hmm. flows along that line of um, getting quicker at uh, being aware when you're about to do something, you can all, you can walk through it without having to do it. You know, you yeah. you already know at this point, you've got to the point where you know your trigger, you know the end result, you know if you go down this path, mm-hmm. this is what's going to happen. And so your benchmark has changed, right? You don't need to go down that path to learn that lesson again. Yeah. You've already, yeah. you recognize, oh, I'm about to leap this yeah. way. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. better that, switch paths. That's uh, that's actually what led me into into therapy. Was I'm, I'm recognizing there were still certain triggers that took me down paths I don't want to go anymore. I'm not gonna let I'm not gonna let them take up real estate in my head anymore. Uh, so you know, working with them to uh, to get rid of them, and we'll have to do another podcast on this EMDR therapy. Mm. Uh, because I had my first session today and it was, it was neat. I've had, I've actually done that before. Well, have you? Yeah. Yeah. It was, and it was really hard for me uh, to experience it because I mean, the psych I'm trained as an educational psychologist too. And so the psychologist in me is trying to analyze what's happening. So there were times I felt it's like, okay, put your logic brain to the side and because the whole goal is to get me into my limbic brain. And so just get in there and, uh, and experience it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you have to get past those blocks uh, before you can open, which is the whole purpose too of this artist's ways. I mean, how, you've known me for how long? And for the last two years, I've been feeling like I want to write, I want to express creativity, but it's something's blocking me. Yeah. I have the mechanics, I have the materials, I have the, you know, intellectually, I know what to do. What is it? And so is it a coincidence that I took up this work at the same time that I'm, I'm working through more personal crap or, you know, so I just kind of think, hmm, universe, you got me doing this on, you know, both sides of my life here. What's Stop next? There. Stop there. <laughs> you were talking about rebalancing, how you kind of, things happen for a reason you have to be open to those things and then recognizing what things are working what things aren't so that you can rebalance where you are in life and i i would argue i wouldn't even argue because we both know that's really what this last year has been for us oh this last couple of years right oh yeah that's really i mean i am such a different person you know i went from Wow. In, in this last year, I went from someone who, um, you know, did my hair every day, put makeup on every day, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, uh, 
went out shopping and bought lots of clothes, that kind of stuff. I mean, maybe not so much in the last couple of years, but it's yeah. been transitioning more and more from, you know, maybe it's COVID, not putting makeup on at all, to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do brush my hair, <laughs> but, uh, you know, instead of working at, uh, you know, a, a nine to five job or a, a job where I would be doing developing that kind of stuff to working for myself on uh, creating a band, you know, and yeah. I'm getting, I can't believe how many things I'm afraid of in trying, you know, like operating a nail gun or a drill or, you know, or anything, you know, any hand tool or anything like that, you know, never had the opportunity to do that. And huh. I'm finding more and more a sense of strength and accomplishment by just freaking what's the worst that can happen. You know, I mean, you waste a couple hundred dollars on plywood or whatever it is. Right. And you got to start yeah. again. So, yeah. I mean, doing more and more of that has been very empowering and, getting your hands into it. I mean, I'm a freaking artist, you know, I, I love yeah. to create things. I've, I've sculpted, I've painted, I've, you know, um, did stained glass. I've done all sorts of mediums, you know, why not pour a resin table? Yeah. You know, why not get a live edge table and, and, you know, have, I mean, I had my brother help me with it, of course, you know, it's putting the yeah. sink in, but we poured a resin table a few yeah. weeks ago. And I don't think I ever would have done that before. I, I've been, you know, I read your stuff too, and I, it just amazes me how so much of the work you've done the last year has been sort of external to yourself, mm -hmm. where it's, mine has really become internal. And and I, I'm finding strength in the quiet I'm experiencing, mm -hmm. you know, and and learning to truly be on my own and be happy on my own and you know, live a fulfilling life on my own. Not to say, I mean, there's times, yeah, sure, I get lonely, mm -hmm. but that passes, you know, because I, I will let myself wallow for an hour or two, and then I, you know, okay, let's go find something else to do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just, we, you know, we've walked this similar path, but yet, again, we're, you know, at two different stages of how we're processing where we're going and where we're at. It's just, it's interesting. It's a... I, I think that's why it works with midlife rises as you see, you know, two women in their mid fifties yeah. about there and, you know, such a leading similar, but different lives, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and exploring and being curious and, and experimenting and trying different things. Mm -hmm. And I think what we share is um, facing those fears. Yeah. You know, just, you know, going back to that, to that dream about the cobra, right? And, you know, that yeah. that snake on my face and, you know, I can feel, I can feel the bite when it's happening now. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. And actually, you know, the dream about the snake tremor and the cobra and having that um, to face your fears, like, you know, stare it in the face and <laughs> see what it is. What exactly is it that you're trying to figure out here? Because you're not afraid to pick up a drill. You're not afraid to um, use a, you know, a jigsaw or, or anything like that. What are you afraid of? Yes. And I really had to become aware about the truth about myself. And I have spent so many years 
with an internal narrative of I can't do. Mm-hmm. And then that has been um, that has been qualified and supported by someone else telling me that I can't do. Yeah. And, you know, strong, independent women had a long career in, in banking, managing other people, all that kind of stuff. And yeah. still the little girl inside is saying, you can't do that. Yeah. It's not for you and you can't do that. Yeah. And then the big girl inside me is going like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the first time at the ashram, they put me in front of a, um, a wood splitter. Uh-huh. And... Uh, <laughs> And the maintenance guy saying, yeah, it's, it's your turn to uh, to run the machine. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You don't want me to do that. Yeah. And yeah. said, get up there. <laughs> like, get yeah. up there and do it. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not allowed. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I'm not allowed. He's saying you're not allowed. And I said, my husband won't let me <laughs> around power yeah. rules, right? And he's like, they're waiting. They're staring. They're waiting. They're not going to let me not yeah. do it, you know? Yeah, it's an expectation. Pull your big girl panties on and take your turn, yeah. right? And it's it's invigorating. It's like you've got to get out of your head in that narrative mm-hmm. of years and years and years of conditioning. It's conditioning. Yeah, you can- well, and it's also you know I'm I'm learning you know through my work with with Mo that uh, a lot of it it it's encoded when we're quite young. It is. And, and, and so we don't even sometimes understand or realize what's causing us to act the way we are now. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my, my thing is, you know, these triggers I have where I'm not happy with my behavior. And a lot of it was from, you know, my ex, everything he did, I didn't do right. I didn't yeah. do right. I didn't do right. Yeah. And so what does that mean to you? Well, it means to me, it means he's an asshole. Um, but <laughs> no, 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 Sharon, where does that come from? Why did, why does that, you know, she took me back. She took me back. She took me back. Um, she thinks the core memory, that first memory where that happened was I, she brought me out. I was at a swimming lesson. And I was terrified of the water. I was terrified of swimming. I wanted nothing more than to get out of the pool. And I, I could picture it. I could smell the chlorine. I could, you know, everything. And my mom is standing on the balcony of the pool. And, and I know where it is in Saskatoon. I, I can see it to this day, you know, yelling at me, get in the pool, do that. With that. And, and it's, you know, the, the message being, you're not good enough. You're not living up to expectation. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. And, you know, that's, so whenever, you know, his, there's been those reinforcements through the years. Then, you know, I spent ten, well, nine years with this guy, 10 years together, well, 12 years together, but anyways. And the, that just gets drilled and drilled and drilled and drilled. So now when, you know, Martin or somebody comes in and does the same thing, boom, the trigger. And so through the process today, we, we re-encoded the message. Mm. And so she did the little eye thing. Yeah, which, yeah. Um, rapid was, eye movement, yeah. Kind of cool. And started just whispering, you are enough. Mm-hmm. You are perfectly imperfect the way you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You are enough. And, you know, four or five sessions of that, you could feel the stress melting away. You can feel the, you know, my shoulders loosened. My, I was clenching my teeth. That went away. So, yeah, it's, it's really, it's, it's a fascinating, our brain is such a fascinating thing. So it's interesting. Let's talk about synchronicity back here. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trigger shock for me. I had done that with a therapist probably 15 years ago or so, long time ago. And I didn't remember it until you started talking about it. Oh, really? And with me, I was just thinking about that. You know, I all I remembered was the trigger and the, you know, the the memory of what came up for me. I didn't remember her going over with the wand, you know, over my body and um, whispering, you are good enough, yeah. you are wanted. Yeah. Um, for me, it was coming out of the birth canal, believe it or not. It was, oh. um, you know, my mom being pregnant with me and then her having me, but her thoughts as I was being born, mm. she, you know, it, I was one of seven kids mm-hmm. and I was second to the last and she had wanted to stop at number five Oh, and she got pregnant again. You know, we're all two years apart yeah. and her thoughts and feelings as I was coming out was, I don't want another one. Oh, interesting. This is happening again. Yeah. Wow. And she just kept saying that over and over and over again. Yeah. She was very sad and remorseful. Yeah. And that's how I came into the world. Wow. And I'm, look, I'm, you know, I, I don't feel that from my mom. You know, I mean, my mom passed away. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's stuck. Yeah, it, it stuck with you, and um, hope to hell. Oh, well, I don't. I don't think I was that way with my kids when they were born. Yeah. I, I wanted both of them, and you know, we yeah. chose. We chose that. Nobody was an accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yet, you can't help but think times in your life where you might have transferred that over mm-hmm. that feeling to you know your your child or during their existence, and you know, I just feel like going through one incident after another with them and saying that wasn't true. That wasn't true. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But for me, being able to figure that out and going like, okay, yeah. nothing you can do about that now. Yeah. You know, um, your mom is whatever her narrative or whatever her, you know, her life story was, but she is not you. Yeah. And she will never be you. Yeah. And, you know, you have those degrees of understanding and awareness and you can decide yeah. whether you, how you feel about yourself, the yeah, truth absolutely. about yourself, you can decide what the truth yeah. is, but you need to decide. And then you need to be able to let everything go, but no longer let you rebalance and then set your new bar. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that just keeps happening in your life, right? Yeah. Those people come to teach you something. Yeah, they do. And you know what? They either come along with you in that journey and enrich your life or you part ways. Right? It's a, it's that never-ending, you know, Again, going back to that blog, the ripples in the in the water. Yeah, they just they ripple out, and it's this never-ending cycle of beginnings and endings, and beginnings and endings. Yeah. 
journey to enlightenment. Yes, yeah, very much so. Very much so. So true, right? Yeah. But man, it's tough. It's so freaking tough. It's it's a lot of work, you know. Just just to even get to the point where you can be open to recognizing when these things are happening. Yeah, what's the truth about yourself, right? You know, yeah, and and just examining when you start peeling back the layers and then you know like we've at different points have recognized oh i don't like what's under this layer let's go get some help to deal with it mm -hmm. and then carrying on from there and yeah. you know she told me today that what you experience may change you it it may change who you are and how you relate to other people as you learn these new things about yourself mm -hmm. and but i'm like change hey. you you know I, i'm really you more you yeah Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm ready for it because something, you know, the events that are going on right now are telling me to do this, Yeah. you know, and it, it is something I want to do, something I, I need to do to be the best version of me going forward. The time is right. Yeah. The time is more right. Yeah. Yeah. More right. Exactly. More right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if it happens, it happens, right? Yeah. Which is so yeah. real. It's cool. Well, I think we've reached our natural ending here. I think so too. <laughs> well, so, thank you for another interesting conversation, my friend. It yeah. is always one of those moments where you have to go, hmm. And you go, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and being curious about life and everything within it and how we get to a point where either the stars align or synchronicity occurs is up for discussion and conversation. Thanks Absolutely. again, everyone for joining us and I'll give it over to my friend to have a final word. Oh, well, thanks Vanessa. Yeah. Just thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, if you liked the chat, you haven't read the blogs, go, go check those out. Leave us a comment. And uh, we're still in our, season of um, self-care being our topic so we'll continue to blog on, on stuff like that and please join us again next time good night everyone <laughs>